Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, rounding up the best of Bailiwick Sport every Thursday. I'm Tony Kerr and alongside me this week is Guernsey Press Sport Editor, Gareth Prevo. Hi Tony. And also from the GP Sports Desk, Jamie Ingrill. Hi Tony. Uh, great to see you both. Uh, Gareth, hopefully rejuvenated after your uh, your week off where you distanced yourself entirely from Guernsey Sport. Well, <laughs> yes, it was something of a busman's holiday when you sort of go away off to London, go to a football game and then go and make sure that the Siam Cup is in safekeeping at the World Rugby Museum and sort of end your holiday by going to watch Guernsey play rugby as well. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it was great to get off Ireland and sort of great to get away from the local sports scene just for a few days. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just in my nature that I'll always sort of head towards a sporting venue somewhere. Absolutely. We'll talk a bit more about Raiders uh, in a bit. The Siam Cup has got pride of place though in the uh, in the museum over there. It's it's it is it's sort of on a decent display. It's not quite in the same league as the Calcutta Cup, which is sort of on its own in its own cabinet and what have you. And the actual World Cup itself is on its own cabinet. But the um, it's the Siam Cup is pretty near the entrance as you walk in. It's sort of very early on in the museum, and um, yeah, I, being one of my favourite trophies, I'm a bit of a, a stickler for old trophies. I like the way silverware used to be made back in the day, and. Uh, um, my eye was caught by it very early on, so it was great to see it. We may have to have a word then, getting to give it its own case. I think it deserves it. I think it certainly should do, yeah. Um, well, yeah, as I say, we're going to talk a bit more about Raiders in a bit. We're also going to hear from two of the boxers raring to go as Guernsey Amalgamated Club prepares to stage fights in the main hall at Beausajour once again. Um, let's just have a look back at what's been happening this week. I was going to ask you for a moment of the week, Gareth, uh, but <laughs> your moment of the week's probably been not working. Um, <laughs> so that's nice. Jamie, what stood out for you this week? Um, yeah, a bit of a change of pace, but I think um, for for the weekend just gone, I'm going to nominate fencing. Sonia Swords Club had their 50th anniversary match against Royal Navy. And after years and years of close matches, they've been very well matched throughout the whole time as far as I've been told. Uh, yeah, it was exceptionally close. Um, it came down to effectively two hits. They went after an even record on the actual matches themselves. They had to go down for tiebreaker and Royal Navy just edged it on the basis they had 246 hits to Guernsey's 244. So <laughs> exceptionally tight. I don't know much about fencing, I'll be honest. I'll, you know, I have to give it a go at some point, but that does seem exceptionally close. Um, but yeah, fantastic to see bringing up 50 years of matches against the Royal Navy. Um, yeah, long may that continue. You've had quite a varied diet, haven't you, this week, Jamie, <laughs> with uh, chess and fencing. I know And basketball. And yeah. basketball. Yeah. I was going to say, I know there's such a thing as chess boxing or boxing chess. Is there fencing chess? <laughs> chess fencing? I don't know. Maybe... Something you could introduce. Maybe we could start that. Um <laughs> And one for me this week, I uh, had the pleasure of hosting the uh, Guns Cricket End of Season Awards on Friday night um, and probably up the bar <laughs> for a few hours at the end of it as well. Uh, yeah, really good night and uh, lots of prizes, lots of silverware handed out as ever. Tom Nightingale picking up the overall men's player of the year and uh, Gareth, we've followed his progress and followed mm -hmm. Guns Cricket's progress obviously so closely this year. Well deserved. Oh yeah, thoroughly. Yeah. Tom's um, he works really hard in his game. He's sort of a, now an integral member of the Guernsey side as well. But obviously, he's he's had such a big influence on Indies winning like the the Evening League double um, this season, the first time the club have ever won the Evening League title, the Roselle Shield. Um, Tom's batting obviously gets a lot of the plaudits because he, he does score a lot of runs in in white ball cricket, but. Um, He's also the outstanding fielder on the island these days. He's just um, electric in the field. And uh, 
it's I'll, I'll say he's also a useful off-spin bowler. <laughs> he's certainly an all-rounder, but I think um, the batting and the fielding are the two that really stand out to me. And um, yeah, he, he he's won the Young Player of the Year a couple of times before, but um, yeah, he's certainly he's continues to improve his game, and he, he was a, a very deserving winner of that Cricketer of the Year title. Absolutely, uh, the Young Player of the Year went to Luke Bishard this year, Weekend Player of the Year Luke Letitia, and Vets Player of the Year TJ Ozan, um, and the Women's Awards, the uh, GCB Women's Player of the Year went to Bex Hubbard, the Lady Taverners Women's Player of the Year to Claire Jennings, and the Women's Junior Player of the Year to Emily. Marion, who of course um, became the first um, female player to represent Elizabeth College this year. It's billed as in 459 years of, uh, of, of college history. Obviously, they weren't playing cricket sort of 458 years ago, um, but in the history of college cricket. So that's a so that's a remarkable achievement, and uh, yeah, um, fantastic! Congratulations to to all of those winners. Well, yes, yeah, thoroughly. I'm looking forward to the year when you're not invited to compare Tony <laughs> because you've won an award yourself. But um, might be a way off. Yet. I was going to say, is that why you went away? <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't have to sit through my inane chat. Um, right, I think that's it for part one. Uh, coming up next, we'll be talking boxing. Welcome back. Now, it's a big week for the island's boxers. On Saturday night, they get back in the ring in the main hall at Beausajort for the first time in about three years. They're up against the RAF with 14 bouts lined up. Uh, Jamie, just how significant is it for them to be back in that main hall? Yeah, the experience in Sir John Loveridge Hall is immense and it gets transformed when it's boxing. As, yeah, I just think it's the perfect place for a boxing show in Guernsey and it's been, yeah, Coming up to three years, we had a few shows in the Dave Ferguson, which has been great, but it's still not quite the same scale as what you get in Sir John Loveridge. Well, it steps up that gear on Saturday night, and I've been speaking to two of the local fighters getting ready for it. Tom Tears, um, who's made real strides in recent years and now harbours genuine ambitions of following in Billy Lepulan's footsteps and going to a Commonwealth Games. And Emma Martin, who, having just turned 40, is making her debut in the ring. And remarkably as well, it will also be her swan song, potentially. She expects it to be her only fight uh, in this kind of environment because, um, yeah, once you turn 41, um, you're not allowed to fight um, in these sort of open classes um, in amateur boxing. So, uh, yeah, really exciting and I'm sure um, slightly nerve wracking weekend for her. But um, one she's definitely looking forward to. I caught up with them here at the Guernsey Press a little earlier on to find out how they're both feeling. Emma, Tom, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks great, for having us. Yeah, great to see you guys. Um, obviously, a really exciting uh, week for you know the boxing club, for the boxing community back in the main hall at Beausajour. Um, Tom, you've obviously fought there a few times before. How exciting is it to be uh, to be back on that big stage? Um, I'm buzzing. Um, I can't wait to uh, be back in the big hall. And um, yeah, it's going to be a great night of boxing. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Be good. Can you remember what it was like fighting there for the first time? Oh yeah, it was um, it was very loud, <laughs> but no, it was um, it was just a great buzz to be there and like having uh, all my family and stuff watching me, friends. Um, yeah, it's just it's a surreal feeling when you walk through those doors to the ring. It's it's amazing. You can't beat it. Lots of people will have been in there over the years, maybe playing five a side. Yeah, yeah. Getting your COVID jab, all the rest of it uh, <laughs> in recent times. Um, but it really does. It's sort of transformed, isn't it, on the night? And as you yeah. say, the atmosphere in there can it's be... It's all be eyes on you. So it is quite... Yeah, it's it's surreal and it's nerve-wracking, but you use that as energy and, yeah, it's good. 
Fantastic. And Emma, you've got that to look forward to for the first time on I Saturday have, night. Yeah. Just tell us how you're feeling. Um, I'm excited, but scared at the same time, I guess. But I feel part of a team. All the guys have been amazing, so I can't wait for it, to be honest. It's going to be class. Yeah. <laughs> so, be really good. A big moment for you. Be your first time fighting kind of properly in a competitive match yeah like yeah in an actual fight but I do a lot of sparring and stuff so <laughs> it should be good <laughs> yeah tell us about your sort of journey to this point then because you've been boxing a few years has it mm -hmm. taken a while to kind of get the confidence up to actually sort of take on a proper bout um yeah I guess so um and then I started going properly like about three months ago to the amalgamated and all the guys are really good they've helped me out a lot so I just thought I'd give it a go it's my last chance because I'm too old <laughs> after this one <laughs> so yeah mm -hmm. Here we go. That's amazing. <laughs> it's sort of like one and done, really, for you. Just explain kind of how it works. Um, so in amateur, um, after your throw, I was 40 last week. So Happy they're letting it. me, for, thank <laughs> you. So they're letting me do this fight. But yeah, then I'm too old. The cutoff's 39 for amateur. So um, yeah, I think they do other ones here. So maybe we might do that in the future. But I'd like to see a lot more girls go up amalgamated, if I'm honest. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, it's sure. really good. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy it. So I think of this world. Yeah, how long have you kind of had the ambition to actually ha have a proper fight then because you know as you say the cutoff is so close yeah. um, has it been an ambition to to kind of get about in before then yeah um yeah it just came up this time um ben said about it and then i kind of just done it so yeah <laughs> taking the plunge that's the yeah. way to do it do you know much about your opponent uh no i only <laughs> that she's from the royal air force that's it <laughs> And have you got a sporting background? I mean, how did you get into it? Uh, no, not really. Um, <laughs> I just start, started doing um, training with personal trainer over here. And then, yeah, carried on from that. And what do you get out of it? Oh, uh, I just, um, so if you're in a really bad mood or like you feel like, you know, a bit grumpy and stuff, you go and have a spa and you feel better. That's what I like about yeah, it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, Tom will come on to your ambitions maybe in a minute, but just, you know, just purely as a kind of, as an outlet, as a, as a kind of, you know, as a, as a pastime, if you like. I mean, how much do you personally get out of boxing? Oh, uh, um, it's definitely mentally, like, I'd say the hardest sport out there, but the benefits you get from it, like your well-being after you've done, like Emma said, like a sparring or whatever, like pads or anything, you feel so good after. You just feel so much happier. You can, if you have got a bit of stress, you can take it out on the bag or even your sparring partner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you feel amazing after. You can't beat it. It always amazes me when you go up to uh, the Amalgamated Club, you know, for, for what is such a well, relatively small room, there's always like every corner of it's being used. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. like packed with people, uh, you know, of all ages, you know, backgrounds kind of, you know, really, I suppose, getting stuck into the sport. Yeah, definitely. Have, have you noticed a change in, in the last few years? I mean, as the, as the sport kind of grown in popularity? Because it, it seems to be getting busy up there. Yeah, I mean... Um... It's definitely getting more popular. I don't know if that's because um, obviously those YouTubers and stuff are boxing now and stuff. I don't know if that's kind of saying to the younger generation to try it out because it's definitely getting busier for sure. I mean, my dad started coaching now and he's he's based with the junior lot. So he's saying that they're getting busier and busier and they've actually had to cancel one of the sessions because too many people are turning up so it's kind of the people that were there before are doing it and then the newcomers are coming either thursday or tuesday so but no it's definitely it is it's buzzing the club for oh, sure. good to hear um and looking at to saturday uh, in terms of the you know the list of bouts and the, the people involved it's a strong lineup for guernsey yeah yeah i'd say so i mean I've, I've not seen some of the lads that i won't name but they are they've worked very hard 
this time around for their fights. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing a couple of couple of the boys that have definitely upped it in the club. And what about your fight? Do you know much about? Yeah, I mean, opponent? I know my opponent, Josh, <laughs> um, Josh Millington. I fought him twice. Um, I won the first fight and the second one was a close spit decision, which a lot of people thought I had it. But at the end of the day, it, it, it is what it is. So, but I'm looking forward to it. It's the trilogy. So I need to win it. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> the conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> and your boxing's come on leaps and bounds in the last couple of years. I mean, it seems like you've made tremendous progress. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it's all down to Ben Duff, uh, Billy, Tom Duff, all the coaches. They they put so much time into everyone. Yeah. And if you listen, then they have an interest to teach you. So, And a big shout out to my dad as well. He's been amazing and he started coaching as well. So hopefully he can be in my corner on fight night, which will be a, like a family Aww. kind of... A real moment. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I mean, he's boxed. So it would be nice for him. Oh, that's definitely. awesome. And you mentioned Billy there. Obviously, we've seen him do so well in the last few years. Yeah. He's been to two Commonwealth Games now. Yeah. Speaking to him in Birmingham this summer, he said, you know, you'll definitely be there in four years' time. Yeah. Um, is that I something mean, that you're kind of already thinking about and working towards? Oh, definitely, for sure. I'm definitely um, working towards that. And having Bill, who's done two Commonwealth Games already, there's no one better than him that can show you the ropes and everything. So... Yeah, it's, it's been a it's been a pleasure training with Bill and to see him kind of give me that push and do like the Harangi that we've just done, seeing him perform and we're on the same bouts and stuff. It's it's amazing. Big shout out to Bill for sure. And Emma, is he someone as well that that you know you looked up to in, in the club? And I mean, seeing people from Guernsey go and be so competitive, you know, in a kind of I suppose national and international competitions has that inspired you? Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, it's really, really hard boxing. I'm not going to lie; yeah. <laughs> it looks easy, but it's really hard. But yeah, um, all of the guys up there are brilliant. Um, what they do, how they box, and how they teach. I mean, Billy's also been really good. All the coaches have, of them, yeah, worked hard the last couple of months. So yeah. <laughs> What's it been like? How many hours have you been putting in? Oh, lots. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you're in good shape going into it? Um, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, uh, you know, you know, kind of, I suppose when you kind of cross the ropes, what's going to be the, the sort of focus in your mind? What are you, what are you concentrating on? <laughs> punching her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, punching her until she gives up, hopefully. <laughs> How do you describe yourself as a, as a boxer? Are you quite, yeah, do you, do you, do you want to kind of get in the mix? Yeah, pressure fighter, so I'm told. Yeah. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And you mentioned about trying to get more girls and women into the sport. I mean, yeah, that would be good. What, what do you think is, if anything, holding you know young women back from getting involved? Because it seems like there are opportunities like across the board. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if there is anything holding them back, or maybe they just haven't come up yet. But yeah, I'm not sure. But I'm hoping to, you know, get a lot, a few up there. So. Tom, for you, uh, what's the kind of the rest of the season look like then? Obviously, it's a big return to Bozdor this weekend, but um, yeah, it's a long winter ahead. What have you got? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously now I'm I'm an elite boxer, so I've had past twenty fights, so I'm I'm kind of open class, so I can fight anybody who's had more than that. Which there is a lot more people at my weight category all over England and Scotland and Wales. So. I mean, Ben's getting texts quite a lot from different coaches that their fighters want to fight me because I've just come past that barrier to become an elite boxer. Obviously, getting silver at the Harangi has kind of put me in a place where people want to challenge me, which is good because I want the fights. So I want to be busy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just want, I want to be 
fighting most weekends really <laughs> if i could but yeah it's just taking it as it comes how do you find the recovery from it i mean is it possible to fight every weekend uh... i mean i had um last year i had i think i had three fights in one month and i think that was it was good i did feel a little bit tired here and there but um recovery is definitely key you've got to listen to your body and yeah, I mean, I'm doing strength and conditioning and stuff with um, Josh Ozan from Granite Fitness now. So my recovery has been very good, which is allowing me to perform at the elite level. So, yeah. And you've got four years until that Commonwealth game. Yeah, comes that's up. it. But what, what, what are your sort of targets or kind of milestones before then? I mean, have you got a target in mind? Yeah, definitely. So um, the ABA's um, championships, I, I really want to win that. And I've uh, I've had a fight against uh, Hamza Udin. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he won my weight category last year. And I actually had a fight with him before he did the national championships. And it was a good fight. So seeing him win it by first round knockout, it kind of puts me in the mindset, well, I lasted three rounds of him. I've given him a good fight that I can do it. So to be, I think, the first Guernsey elite champion, ABA champion would be a serious goal accomplished for sure. So that's my aim. And is that, because there were two last year, weren't there? When does that come up? Yeah, so the ABAs is normally, I think it's the start of summer because me and Bill did the championships the same time, but I was development category, which is below 20 fights. And Bill was elite because of COVID and everything. We had it at the same time. So I made the final, so did Bill. Um, He got silver, I got silver. Um, But now I'm in the elite, it's the, it's the big one. It, you actually get a belt. So I want to win that. You want to bring that back to you. Yeah, Andy. definitely. <laughs> for sure. And what about your own background? Into it? Obviously, you mentioned, you, you know, your dad um, has obviously been a big influence. Uh, how long have you been fighting? When did you, um, when did you start? I mean, oh, I want to say my first fight was 20, start of 2020 or end of 2019. Um, but I've always, my dad's always taught me how to protect myself like doing pads and stuff at home because he's got a military background with the Royal Marines so he had fights with Guernsey I think he had six over here and then I'm not too sure how many he had in the Royal Marines but he's always been a big influence on um, me boxing but my mum's never been keen so (laughs) I kind of got to the age where I was making decisions for myself. So I was um, I was definitely a lot older and I said to my mum, I'm going to give it a go. If I don't like it, then I'm going to stop. But I just fell in love with it. And everyone at the club was so welcome, welcoming. And um, yeah, Ben took an interest in me because he saw that I had a, a natural talent. Um, and he just said, you've got to work hard. You can't just rely on your talent. And I found that, found that out in my first fight. I didn't win, but the talent was there. I just didn't work hard enough. So, yeah, it, it's it's life changing for sure because you feel so much better after doing your fight, getting your hand raised or whatever. If even if you step in the ring, you you've you've well even you've, if you tried to do yeah, it, yeah, you've it's a <laughs> it's, it's an like accomplishment a, in itself. So yeah, well, that, yeah, as, as Emma's going to find out. Oh, yeah. The yeah, definitely, I'm sure that, for sure. That's such a a kind of watershed moment, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Anyone will say that's a previous boxer will take that hat off you for even getting in the ring, for sure. It's addictive, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The feeling of getting your hand raised, it's amazing. The crowd cheering when you're fighting and you've clipped someone with a good shot and everyone's like, get, get on him, get on him. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It is. 
Oh, I can feel the buzz coming through. <laughs> I'm uh, excited. Okay. Yeah, well, best of luck uh, on Saturday Thank to you both. You. And ever, yeah, good luck with your um, your first fight. Thank well, you very much. One and only, so I suppose you're going to have to go out there and make a big impression. Yeah, make hopefully. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will be uh, lots of people in your corner, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, good luck again, and uh, we'll see you afterwards. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Tom Tears and Emma Martin speaking to me there. Uh, best of luck to both of them and the uh, 14 Guernsey fighters in action on Saturday. Uh, Jamie, you'll be there. Yes, I will. Uh, I think it's worth saying uh, we've got 14 fighters representing Guernsey. Each of them will have their own story to tell. <laughs> I think, yeah, Tommy and Emma were good picks in this instance. But yeah, um, we've got Casey Delamere, who's topping the bill. And, oh, he put on a fantastic show at... Earlier this year, we had a yeah, we had a show at uh, Dave Ferguson where Guernsey had lost every single bout up to that point, and admittedly, it wasn't looking particularly hopeful. He was top of a bill. He's up against an ex-professional, but he he got a fantastic win. He deserved bout of the night on that on that occasion, and hopefully, he can do something similar again. No Billy to pull out um, for this one, but yeah, Casey Delamere, uh, uh, a genuine bill topper. So um, yeah, it's going to be a good show, I'm sure, down there on Saturday night, and you'll have a full report uh, in the paper next week. Um, Gareth, earlier on in the day, Raiders are back at home, taking on, uh, well, it's the Battle of the Raiders, isn't it? Taking on Worthing Raiders. Um, just coming back to your busman's holiday, um, you managed to get down to Blackheath last weekend to see Jordan Reynolds' side in action there against one of the sort of most historic clubs in English rugby. Yeah, I mean, Blackheath, um, I think they... Um, are the fourth oldest rugby club in England I think they um, describe themselves as um, but they'll also be definite sort of promotion contenders this year They're, that win over Guernsey it's 48-19 um, took them back to the top of the table and, and they've actually got a game in hand on basically the next um, five or six title contenders it's, it's very close at the top there's only one point between the top five at the moment but if, if Blackheath won that game in hand then they'd be sort of clear and I, I expect them to certainly be um, there or thereabouts coming in the season and so does Jordan after their performance they were they were just really ruthless in um, uh, picking off Guernsey whenever Guernsey made a mistake it was um, it was basically seven points in, against them um, and Guernsey actually played pretty well, as, as Jordan himself said. Sort of ninety percent of what he was doing, or what they were doing, he was quite happy with. But as soon as a, a knock-on or just a forward pass or something just came about, they paid the price heavily. Um, so it, it wasn't a, a, a discouraging performance from Guernsey whatsoever. Um, but um, yeah, unfortunately for them, the fixtures have been such that they're basically playing all the top sides early on in the season, as it's turned out. Uh, one thing I'm, I'd just like to say, um, it was just quite weird turning up at um, the Blackies um, venue. It's a really nice picturesque venue. Um, to turn up and then the first person you see warming up is Matt Armstrong <laughs> and he's wearing a Blackheath sort of shirt and you're thinking, he looks familiar. <laughs> so to see him up against Anthony, his brother, in that game was, uh, it was it was just a surreal experience. You sort of, I mean, Matt was um, obviously a Guernsey Academy product and he's part of our Simon Cup winning side and um, he, he was actually making his home debut for Blackheath and um, he had a, he had a decent game. Um, I think Guernsey were very quick to sort of tackle him whenever he got the ball. But you had to keep him quiet. Yeah, they didn't want to let him score against them, that's for <laughs> sure. 
But um, no, it was uh, it was a bit surreal seeing that. But fair play to Matt, and he, he seems to be settling in well at Blackheath. And um, yeah, I think it'd be perhaps odds on that um, next season they'll be back in National One. So all the best to him. Um, hope he goes up with them. Yeah, a really nice uh, occasion, I'm sure, for the Armstrong family as well. And um, yeah, we, there was a nice photo from Mike Marshall uh, in the paper this week of the two brothers. Um, they're obviously in different strips now, so uh, yeah, a, a different sight. I mean, before the game, Jordan Reynolds described it as remarkable that Raiders um, were in a league contest against mm. a side like Blackheath who have been like National One stalwarts or National League stalwarts really and been in National One for so long. What's it like at Blackheath? Is it, does it feel like a club with... Uh, it feels, that's on the next level? Yeah, it sort of feel, it feels like the fans at Blackheath expect them to be National One. It was, it was sort of like they turned up there thoroughly expecting to win. Um, by all accounts, from sort of like the f- a few people I was chatting to there, it, Blackheath actually sort of suffered a relegation because their best players have been picked off by championship sides like a year before. And so it's going to take them a little rebuild to get back up into National One. But I think that will not take them too long. Um, yeah, like I said, they were very clinical in, in the way they played. Um, and it, it was just—it was a really nice atmosphere, though. There was actually a, a, a second eleven, oh, sorry, a second fifteen game, I think, going on elsewhere. It's a really big area. Um, I think, judging by the attendance figures, there was about five over five hundred there, but they're sort of quite spread out, so it's a bit harder to tell. Um, but it was a, just a really nice sporting venue. And um, I, I'm pretty convinced that it will be hosting National One again next year. Um, and Blackheath come to Guernsey on the 18th of February. So that's one to mark your diaries. Um, that'll be a, a big occasion down at Fitzsane. And uh, yeah, I'm sure um, all of the Raiders supporters will be looking forward to, to seeing that club over in Guernsey for the first time. Um, just back to this weekend. Obviously, Raiders won the last time out at Fitzsane. A big victory over Westcliff. Uh, as we say, it's Worthing this weekend. Confident going to this one, do you think? Well, I'm confident we can play well because we're, we're, I think our performances are improving all the time. And, and like I say, I, I saw a lot to be encouraged about last week. But yeah, the, the, just the way the fixtures have worked out, um, looking at the table, Worthing are currently fourth. Like I say, the top five are only separated by one point and we've played every one of the, the rest of the top five. And last week, Worthing beat Old Albanian, who I think were probably top actually going into last week. And they've actually overtaken them. Old Albanian are now uh, fifth in the table. So um, Worthing have won five of their seven games. We've sort of done the opposite. We've won two, lost five. Um, I, I think we can give them a good game, a good game for sure. It's, it's one of those that it, it will be another hard workout for, for Guernsey. And you just sort of hope that um, they can just get some momentum going. It's, it's, been a, it's been a very tough start to the season. Um, but, you know, like I say, they're, they're, they're not playing badly and they've come, they've come very close to um, getting a couple more wins on the board. And you just hope that the home advantage might play a crucial part on Saturday and um, push them on to a win. We'll see if Geordie's got his voice back and popped out to training yeah. over the week and he sounded very uh, whispery. Yeah, very it, it, it was actually very strange turning up to Blackheath <laughs> and listening to Jordan, because I, I actually stood not far away from the Guernsey bench and um, he, he basically had no voice whatsoever, but it didn't stop him trying to have a go at <laughs> referees his own players and all sorts I mean some of the decisions that were being given were it's questionable I, it's funny watching watching a game in the scenario where I was actually a Guernsey supporter rather than a, a Guernsey press reporter um, I, I was perhaps a bit more biased than I usually would be and I just thought some of the decisions that went against us were very odd I mean there was there's no doubt Blackheath were deserving of their win it didn't alter the outcome of that game and they would have got a bonus point win for sure 
But there was just a couple of sort of times, certainly there was one try which was awarded when a grubber kick went through and sort of the Worthing, um, the, um, the Blackheath winger chased it down. And he went to try and pat it down as you would do. And everyone on the ground just thought he basically slapped it in, while it was in midair and never got close to grounding it. And it was given as a try. And even afterwards, I, was, I heard some of the, the home fans saying, yeah, that wasn't a try, was it? And it was it's just one of those days where everything seemed to go against us in that regard. But like I say, it was uh, Blackheath were deserving winners. I'm, I'm not going to blame the officials for that one. But uh, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed looking. I, I quite enjoyed being a uh, supporter for for one weekend. But I'll be back with my reporter's hat on on, on Saturday. Pint down, pen up. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I won't tell you that my pint did spill over after we scored our first try on Saturday. I, I had to go back to the bar. <laughs> um, it's a half one kickoff uh, against Worthing on Saturday, so um, yeah, so a little bit earlier. Uh, Gath will be down there, and you'll be able to read uh, full report um, in next week's paper. Right, I think that's just about it from us, uh, Jamie. Thanks very much. Enjoy the boxing, Thank Gath. You. Thanks very much. Enjoy the rugby. Cheers, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Cheers, Tony.